Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. Hashtag no filter. Today's episode is a fun one, especially if you are, actually, no, I take that back. I was gonna say, especially if you are dating or single, um, because we talk a lot about that, but we also talk about relationships and marriages and divorce. Um, so really, it's for everyone. And it is with the wonderful Carrie Brett, who is a celebrity and lifestyle photographer. She has photographed mega celebrities, which we will talk about. She is also the host of the podcast called Shot at Love, which I was featured on, or I was interviewed on, um, because it was a couple weeks ago now, and I'll of course link that if you haven't listened to it. Carrie is so wonderful to talk to. She is full of such great insights and knowledge and information. I mean, she, she was one of the first users of Tinder, and she's a Tinder success story. Um, I learned so much on this episode. I, I said it in the episode, like we have to do a part two and possibly even a part three. I think you are going to absolutely love it, learn a lot, and maybe feel inspired too. It's a really fun conversation. So without further ado, here's Carrie Brett on episode 83 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome to the podcast, Carrie. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Julie. Of course. Thank you so much. And I'll definitely link to this. Um, I was actually on Carrie's podcast yesterday, although... My episode's not going up today, but I was recently on her podcast and her podcast is Shot at Love, which we're going to be talking about. So everyone should listen. We did a little podcast swap. So tell everyone, first, let's tell tell everyone your background. I'd love you to give a kind of synopsis, your story in a nutshell, how you got to where you are, what you do for those who don't know. Well, I'm a professional photographer. I'm mm-hmm. the daughter of a professional photographer who worked at the Boston Globe for let's see, 55 years. He still shoots today. He's 75. 55 years? I didn't realize that. Yes. Wow. 55 years, photojournalist, amazing award-winning photojournalist. And I love photography my entire life. It was a predominantly male field. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have any role models who were women other than Annie Leibovitz, truly. Mm -hmm. Who ironically, you know, started working at Rolling Stone magazine and then went to Vanity Fair where I started working at the Improper Bostonian. And you mentioned yesterday on my podcast how Barstool Sports, how did they become this 
right. empire. Right. And the same was for the Improper Bostonian. We were a rag magazine that no one wanted anything to do with in the beginning. And we became the leading magazine in Boston. So yeah. pretty cool to see that evolve over three decades. So I got my career. Being a photojournalist, I knew, I knew back then when I was starting that jobs were changing. Media was changing. And it didn't look like photojournalism was the way for me to go. Right. Luckily, in my early, I think I was about 21, I got the job at the Improper Bostonian. And I mm -hmm. basically forced them to give me the job because I was so hungry. And I wouldn't take no for an answer. Nice. I basically told the publisher, hey, give me a chance. If, if you don't like what I do, don't run it. Don't pay me. I love it. I love the hustle. So I had a lot of green blood in me where anything was possible. I was going to be the next Annie Leibovitz of Boston. No one was going to hold me back. I'd get the covers myself. But as life happens and you get knocked down, you kind of lose some of that. And so there's right. great things about being green and being young and that hustle and that determination. And now I'm finding that again with this podcast because it's a yeah. whole new thing I'm learning. It's cool. Right. So, so you're, you still, you're a professional photographer, you still do that. And then when did you start the podcast and kind of how did that come to be? So I'm still a professional photographer. I own a studio in the town that I grew up in. It's called Carrie Brett mm -hmm. Lifestyle Portraits. The Improper closed after 27 years last May. And that was kind of sad for me because I was such a big part of that magazine and yeah. publication. I shoot every day for the most part. And I love it. I'm back to work. I went back to work on the 8th. And mm -hmm. I've been shooting with a mask and taking clients. And it's big, it's been challenging. It's been different. It's different, right? Different, a different way to, and are most of your clients, um, it's lifestyle or it's just a variety of uh, all sorts. I mean, I, by the way, guys, uh, she, uh, Carrie has photographed mega celebrities and athletes. So you're gonna have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> She's, she is the real deal guys, like real deal. <laughs> I try. <laughs> but nobody so yeah so keep going and then I want you to talk about the celebrities because people love hearing that okay so I pretty much photograph portraits families different campaigns for different companies a lot of my style is editorial mm -hmm. headshots primarily I do a ton mm -hmm. of people's portraits for their dating app and that love it which we're going to talk a lot about totally so that's really what I do. That's awesome. So tell everyone, I know, you know, if you look at her bio, you'll see, but you have photographed David Ortiz, Jay Leno, Rashida Jones, Steve Carell, like, right? Like you've, I mean, there's some big ones here. <laughs> big pressure on some of them, but everyone's just people. People put their pants on mm -hmm. one at a time. So I try, I was always surrounded by interesting things from my dad. Yeah. And being a child photographer, I didn't know anything else. It's just right. this is the subject. I'm going to show up. I'm going to nail it. The problem with the improper of my shoes were when you have celebrities, they're very busy. So in order to hook them, we'd have to say, it won't take any time. When you come to Boston, 
whatever. Oh. Carrie can do the shoot in less than 10 minutes. And so. Oh, I, wow. I thought you were going to say less than an hour. <laughs> right? 10. Oh, my God. So I had the hardest subjects with the least amount of time. Or the biggest subjects, I should say. Biggest sub, right. Well, and you've had, I mean, again, some of you might know this if you know Carrie or if you research her, you've had photos of yours on covers of magazines that have then gone viral with like millions and millions of views. And what do you want to talk about the one that, you know, I love the most? <laughs> so the end magazine cover, the 15th anniversary edition, what, I didn't know it was going to go viral. I, it meant a lot to me. I did the mm-hmm. best, I did the best I could with every shoot. I handle every cover the same. I research, I put a lot of time, every detail is carefully thought out. And, you know, I, I, I had no idea. When I was doing the shoot, I feel like I, there was a video of it taken and I didn't even know it was taken. And had I known, I probably would have looked a little better. <laughs> I <did that>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fine. I'm sure you looked great. <laughs> so you just never know which ones are going to be big and which ones are going to be your favorites or the people are going to stay in your lives forever. Right. So, right. You know, sometimes I've been afraid of different subjects because their persona seemed mean or they seemed so intense. Right. And they're, they were yeah. like a lamp when I would photograph them. I shot a lot of athletes and... I had to share this time sometimes with Sports Illustrated and they just, I wasn't exactly who they thought would be showing up. Like when I could get to the shoot, they would say, are you going to get the coffee? Or, you know, I'm like, I'm the photographer. Right. Oh my gosh. See, I didn't realize photography is a male dominated industry at one point. I didn't know that. Editorially. It, it yeah. Is. For sure. Wow. That's why Annie Leibowitz is such a god to me. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. broke every barrier. And to be the most famous photographer of our time and to be a woman is right. incredible. Yeah. She took risks and I did too. I had a very recognizable style early, right out of the gate. She always did too. Every image was her thumbprint there. And that's what I tried to do with my images that when you saw my cover, it was my, you knew it was my cover. Right. Right. That's amazing. I mean, it's so, it's, so you're still doing editorial work as well, just not with the improper Bostonian. Right. So we'll see what's going to happen with the pandemic. A lot of things going on a business and I don't know what's going to happen. I think as a small business owner, people, People are going to value small businesses that are gone or was able to stick around and they're going to support local. Mm -hmm. 1000%. So yeah, it's it's a weird time. It's going to be interesting how it all kind of, how this all unfolds. It will be interesting and time will tell. And I can see it with dating. Dating changed tremendously when during. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all, so, okay. So let's, I want to talk a lot, a big chunk of this. We're going to talk about, um, of course has to do with dating and in your podcast. I, so talk about, cause then we'll segue in. What is the shot at love podcast and, uh, when, and, and kind of, I guess, what was the inspiration behind that? Um, and then I want to talk, get into the nitty gritty. 
Okay, so I went on Tinder when it first came out, and I got divorced when my daughter was a baby, and then uh-huh. I got a new boyfriend right after the divorce, and we were together for eight years, and the bottom fell out, and nearly destroyed me it was a really difficult time in my life and Mm -hmm. the only way I could move forward and was to take action and so I would take a shower put one foot in front of the other and go on Mm -hmm. all the dates as a distraction Mm -hmm. but I believe in energy and if you are trying my mom always says God helps those who help themselves and I yeah yeah I agree with that and so even though I didn't feel good about myself and I was hurting, you didn't need to be 100% to get out there. You just had to be you. It's a good point. It's a good point. It, it, did you know, sorry, I'm cutting off because I, I just have questions okay. while you're saying that because I'm sort of, you know, as you know, we talked about years. I'm recently divorced. I'm not really dating yet, but it did it, was it ever harder though? even though since you weren't in the best place with yourself, you were going through this terrible time, forcing yourself to go on the dates. Did you ever feel it was harder when you got back home? Like if you, if the date didn't go well, <laughs> that's what like, I like, as I would imagine I'd have a hard time with that. Yeah. It was yeah really hard. I'm not going to say it wasn't, it was an easy time at all. I started doing things to make it easier on myself. I started taking an Uber so that if I had to cry my whole way home and talk mm. to my girlfriend, then I didn't have that pressure. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to be dropped off at the door and picked up. And that expense mm-hmm. was worth it because I had to do something to make it easier for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm so like, you found things to do to help it make it the best situation for you that it could be. Right. So... Some things that I did, I in the beginning I would do, you know, get my hair blown out or yeah, have myself get a spray tan or have this killer outfit, and that became a lot of work and none mm-hmm. of it was fun. So I scrapped all that and just if I worked, I wore what I wore to work, and I would try to look as best as I could. But there were so many failed dates that. I took the pressure off myself. Yeah. Because there's a lot of pressure. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's like, it is going to be more bad dates than good. Right? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you can find, I think when you're ready and when you Mm -hmm. decide that you want and you're going to find what you deserve, it will come faster than you think. Yeah, that, it's a good point. So, so okay, so you got divorced. You were with this an, an, this other guy that you met on Tinder for eight years? Oh, no. no, so when oh. I got divorced, I was in my early 30s. So there was no cell phone, oh. there was no texting. Right. You met people by someone else. I happened to photograph my ex. Oh. <laughs> so I went right into a new relationship pretty quickly. And then... Yeah. I didn't know what to do when the bottom fell out and it was my little young techie who was in his 20s who couldn't stand seeing me so sad that he put me on Tinder and I, my mind was blown. I saw that I had all these options and that I didn't need to continue to cry and that I had hope <laughs> and I could be on a wow. date with him. So you're, how soon after, because now 
the guy you're dating now, you've been with him a while. Did you meet him on Tinder? I don't, I don't know if I know that answer. For a Tinder success story. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Okay. Okay. So now coming up to today. So you're with this guy, you've been with him a while, you met on Tinder, and that was part of the inspiration for your podcast? So we met on Tinder and we're having a great time and about three or over three years go by and I'm helping people in my studio brand them, get them online. And I had a friend who was having a hard time and I found her, her boyfriend in like 24 hours in Nantucket and changed her life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I realized I had a knack for this. And she convinced me that I could help lots of middle-aged women that had no idea that were fear-based around Tinder. And she said, can you figure out how to put this together creatively? Yeah. And I did. And I start, and I created the Swiping Soiree. Right. Again, built for people, you know, 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Uh-huh. And it turned out the millennials were my best audience. And you didn't even expect that going into that. You thought it was going to be 40s, 50s, and 60s. Right. So there's a lot of fear around when you get older and you have more setbacks, you think you have more limitations. I don't have the body that I had when I was in my 20s. I have multiple children. I'm between jobs. I've got to pay for my child's college. So there's more complications as you get older. Right. But those are just storylines. Those are just right. fears and they, that's not reality. That's a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you, so the swiping soiree, you started the swiping soiree. Does the swiping soiree still exist? Well, I can't do it right now because there's no. Crime. Oh, right. Obviously. Cause we're in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Would be nice. And tell, tell everyone a little bit about the swiping soiree if they don't know. And I'm wondering not for me, for, well, maybe for me personally, is it only in Boston? I only had done it in Boston. I was planning on taking it to Nantucket because that's a different group. A lot of people yeah. in Nantucket come from D.C. or New York. Mm-hmm. That was a good way for me to branch out. Right. And it's basically, it's an, it's an event. It's a, a singles event. So you come to an event, a live event, and it's a keynote, a live keynote. And I get up and I do, it's like a slideshow, but it's fast. It's wild. It's got videos, lots yeah. of things. So people don't really know what they're walking into, but, but the word spread. Yes. And it's just, and then people meet people there. They don't meet people there, but they meet a whole crew of wing girls that they can go out with. Okay. I see. So fun. Is that like such a great idea? Yeah, it was, it was pretty successful. It was hard for me to do because I'm someone who, who hides behind the camera so I had to put myself out there in a really big way and tell my birthday right. story in order to right. help people. So it was a little challenging. Yeah. And wow. So then coming to moving towards the podcast, when did, what, how did Shot at Love start? I'm trying to think. So let me think. In February of 2000, I started writing in 2018. In February of 2019, 
the day before Valentine's Day, I launched the first soiree. That spring, I started writing a book. Uh I finished it in September. By June, I was developing the podcast. (laughs) Right. Amazing. So that was, where are we? Oh, a year ago. A year ago. A year ago. Pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Right. And the inspiration behind the podcast, will you talk a little bit about that? The inspiration behind the podcast is hope. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of shame around feeling alone. And I wanted to remove that shame and talk about Mm -hmm. the frustrations people feel when they go in life. Right. Right. And, and so you, so, okay. So you've, you've been divorced, you've been through a bad breakup, you've, you've, been you've kind of experienced all the things with that what would you what advice first of all do you know because i feel like i was talking to some the other day isn't what is the divorce right now is it 62 percent of marriages i feel like it's higher it's definitely gonna be higher after this pandemic that's for sure that's a really good point actually <laughs> it's definitely gonna be higher. this is making or breaking a lot of relationships so the divorce rate is at least 60 percent of marriages and divorce I was just divorced. You've been divorced. I feel like everyone I talk to gets divorced. Not that it's funny, but like it happens. What advice would you give to someone either going through a divorce and or someone who is struggling with the idea of leaving their marriage or the relationship simply, or maybe not simply, but because they're scared, they don't want to be alone. It's easier to stay in it. What, it, you know, because I think about this, you know, because I struggled with this for a while. What, 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 what would your words of wisdom be for someone kind of in that place? So the pandemic is the push that's making people say, I don't have an equal partner here. Mm-hmm. Or life is short. Do I have someone who's going to take care of me if I have COVID? Do I have someone who's right. going to step it up and take two jobs because I, I just lost mine? You're going to right. see all the challenges. And we've gone down to back to the basics, just like 9-11. Mm-hmm. where the things and the trips and going out, it's all love and family and friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's important. And people, when they know they can't look at it for a long time, but they fundamentally know at their core, it's time to go. Yeah. That's a hard yeah. place to be. And all I do as a friend or as a business owner is I listen, I don't judge, and I just mm-hmm. say, you'll know when you're ready. And when you're ready, come see me and I'll help you. Wow. It's so, you know, it's so true. You know, I, I, I'm such a proponent of therapy and I've gone myself. We did couples therapy for a while. And I said, did she say that? Or maybe it was, I don't know, one of my friends, but either way that you'll know, like you're going to know. And it, maybe it was my therapist that like, when you're ready, you're going to be ready to, to make that next step. But the, the maybe not the problem because that's coming off as judgmental. But the the thing is that sometimes people will stay in it because it's so much easier. And that but makes me <laughs> Well, correct. And that and it makes me sad to think for these people that like, so you're going to live a life. We talked about this, I think, on your podcast. Uh, live a life of status quo. Like, is that fulfilling? I mean, maybe. It's not for me. But you have to think about that, right? It's the lying. It's the stories that you tell yourself that this is okay. Yeah. And right. it's not. And you make up stories and then you 
you kind of just start to believe it because you've told yourself it enough. So you can do a lot of things that you never thought you could do. And then it becomes a skill that you've learned. Dating is a skill. It can be learned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you, so would you say to someone um, after they've divorced or broken up or whatever, um, start dating even if you're not ready or make sure you're ready and then start dating? Because you weren't fully ready, it sounds like, the first time because you were not in a great place, but you still went on dates. I wasn't ready, but you need practice. Right, right, right. Yeah. And like, yeah, you have to force yourself. And the longer you wait, that's a bad trap to fall into too. It's a good point. Right. Because then you're going to get used to not being on dates, right? You're going to get used to being alone and you, right? Like there's just a lot of practice. I think the time is now. I really do. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. Look, yeah. you started a podcast and you said, I'm doing this. Yeah. You did. You were one of the frontiers doing this earlier. Right, right, right. No, it's, I just, it's, you know, people that, whether it's starting a podcast or starting a business or um, dating, you know, somebody says they're not ready for a relationship. It's not the right timing, but is it ever the right timing? Like, like you said, the time is now. It might not ever be the right timing. What's the right timing? Like, how do you even know that? Well, dating is timing. Yeah. So think about that. If I, and I always say, don't cancel a date. Don't ever cancel a date because unless there's a real emergency, because yeah. you, if you stop pumping the well, you're in trouble for sure. And you've lost yeah. momentum. When I went out with my boyfriend, it was not the ideal night for me. I had a really hard day with my daughter. I was completely burnt out. I mm. didn't want to go. Wait, you almost canceled? Well, I knew I couldn't cancel because I got I could understand how dating worked. But I right. went on a night when I was completely strung out and it was it changed my life. Oh my god, I I love that. I mean I don't love that you were strung out, but I love that it ended up working out. If I didn't go on that day, I truly believe I wouldn't have gotten a second chance and he would have been long gone because he's a great guy. Right. Wow. Great That's why out there. They're out there. Yeah. You got to grab them and you can't grab them until you're there's, and I don't want to say that because I believe there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. But you can't, you can't not do the work. Does that make sense? Yes. You can't just sit on your couch. You can't just sit and watch. I mean, you can sit and watch Netflix all you want, but you can't, you're not going to meet anyone that way. I mean, technically you could on the apps, but you're not going to physically meet anyone that way. Right. Like (sighs) you're not going to be successful with anything unless you are all in and treat it as a job. Right. And so then how does that translate to, because, you know, sometimes people say like, you don't want to, I'm not saying that you're saying it's desperate desperation, but you know, you don't want to like reek of desperation either though. Like you want to treat it like a job and like take it seriously, but you want to also get to a place where you're comfortable being alone as well. Right. Like that. Am I, I don't know if I'm asking the question correctly, but you need to be confident in yourself and have like a good relationship with yourself too. Right. I think that's a, I think you're going to have that struggle. So I, I, mm-hmm. I recently heard this Ted talk and I want to have this woman on my podcast and I haven't had mm-hmm. to try to find her. But she 
talks about confidence and confidence is a learned skill just like dating yeah. yeah and the statistics prove that you don't have confidence until you're in your 60s 60s right that's like another hall to my favorite that's another like 26 years for me fuck right so i think about my photography career and i worked really yeah. hard to get where i am and yeah. have the skill set yeah to be able to pull off the things that i do and when right. I put that camera around my neck and I step, step onto that set, I've got mm-hmm. it. Carrie Brett, the driver, we're going to nail this. I have yeah. all the confidence in the world. Carrie Brett, the person out dating, I had to fake it till I made it. <laughs> right. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. No, it's right. Yeah, you, you have to. And, and you're going to have bad dates, right? Like it's, you got to where you don't feel that you have your A game. I mean, I can remember showing up at a date and I'd be so tired and so hungry that I would just be like, hi, I'm going to have a Caesar salad with uh, grilled chicken. And they would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I need to eat something. Like, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) So I think being your authentic self is good. And taking control and being yourself. Don't try to be some fake version of yourself. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. So when it comes to the apps, and now it's obviously not just Tinder. There's Bumble. There's Hinge. There's J-Swipe. There's a million and one apps out there. What would you say, and we talked about this a little on your podcast, but I, 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 I want to talk about it here too. What would you say is the key to a photo, to that lead photo on the app? And then, of course, you can put two or three others, however many, but what's, what are the, what's the key to the photo? The confidence, not copy. There's a difference. There's a difference. A confident, nice, best version of yourself. That's what I would put out there. So would that be in your mind, you know, as a photographer, as this is like, you you talk about this on your podcast and, and all, and you did the swiping soiree. Is it, what are your thoughts on, I know we talked about this in mind, what are your thoughts on, you know, modeling poses versus head, versus headshots versus formal versus casual versus bathing suit? Like what did, what's kind of the mix that you would advise someone to have? I would show a busy, fun life. It's proven mm-hmm. that if you, and you know this because you're a whiz on Instagram. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But there's branding on Instagram. So if you go on vacations and go to a lot of cool places and you put all that up, that makes you look like you have this fabulous life. So the the different things that you do on Instagram are basically the same things that you would do in online dating. I I was a working single mom, so I didn't have a picture of me traveling the world, but I had an awesome photograph of me and Annie Leibovitz like basically like hugging in tight, sitting next to each other. And so she, cool. So she's worldly because she's nationally known. So that made me look worldly too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So like a, Different a variety? Variety. I know you're big on variety. Is that not good though? Maybe I'm not. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I think you should text me the pictures that you have or the options that you have and, and I can help you. I would love that. Oh my God, we didn't talk about this yesterday because I told you I'm, I'm, my friends put me on J-Swipe and Hinge and I'm like not even ready to date, but I'm, I'm there and I would love for you to look at those. 
I would love for you to come to my studio and for me to photograph you because that would be the biggest change, I believe. Oh my God, I would love that. Okay, we're gonna have to talk about this offline. Um, no, but so I so okay, so in terms of the photo, show show a fun life. Show a fun life. And to go back to the leading photograph, when you come and you're photographed by me, I always say it's like we almost it's almost like your first date where you work out all the kinks. Mm. All the things that you shouldn't say all the things you're carrying with you that you're afraid of people end up telling me on the shoot and so i say do not say that lose that phrase from your vocabulary focus on this these are your selling points you're really funny don't talk about the pain it's in the past so they can work out because you do when people don't know a lot about online dating but i i do because I lived through right. it and I try You're to, right. I try to save people the pain that I went through. Wow. You're like, you're doing the, what is it? You're doing the Lord's work. Like you are really helping people. Like this is, cause this, it's tough. Like this is tough for people. And, and it's just like, I'm starting to live it now. And I see like, it, and I have girlfriends that have had the worst luck on dating apps and they just are sick and tired of it. And it's hard. It's hard, but if you have the information and you have the tools, then you're set up for success. And right. that's what my podcast is all about. Exactly. So everyone basically needs to go listen to the podcast and learn a thing or two. So what would you say in terms of the profile? And of course, don't give too much away. People should go listen to the podcast and, and work with you and all the things. But in terms of the profile and the information, of course, it depends on the app because some of them ask specific questions. What do you want? Is it the same thing as the pictures? Like show a fun life, show what your life's all about? Or, you know, what, what do you put in there in terms of information? Your leading photograph is the most it should be the most carefully thing that you consider because nothing else matters other than that first leading photograph because they're not going to see the secondary images unless they see the first photograph. Right. Right. Totally makes sense. Like if they don't like what they see, they're not scrolling. So you need to put your best foot forward with that leading Mm -hmm. photograph. People always ask me, well, are you lying to people? And tricking them with this wonderful photograph, leading photograph, that's not true. Everyone, if you look at a cover of a magazine, I make everyone look better. We have to sell magazines. We have to have the most polished, best-looking shot of that person, whether it's an athlete or actress, you name it. They have a team behind them Mm -hmm. that makes Mm -hmm. them look that way. But that leading photograph is your calling card. And then once you get them, they can view your real images. And if they, then that's where I'm not misleading anyone. So they're, they're not surprised when they get finally show up on the date. Right. Cause that, right. Cause if you show up and it's completely different from what you saw on the app, I mean, if it were me, I'd be pissed. <laughs> the interesting thing about this, especially with men, because I've helped enough people that I have the stories of, they come back in and I do their engagement session. And I get right. feedback from the men and the men, there's something in their brain when they see this incredible image of that woman, that's who remains in their mind. They never right. lose that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's so cool, by the way, that then you do the engagement photos of the people that you photograph for the apps. It's, it's really rewarding. Like 
That's really special. So, okay. So the photos. So now in terms of, of, yeah, the info, like, do you believe in a very like text heavy bio? Do you believe in just like one or two lines? Like, is there a, a recipe for success with that? Yes. So I suggest no bio. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, okay. My mind is blown right now and I am learning so much right now. Keep going. <laughs> Again, I was one of the first people on Tinder. No one knew anything about anything about it. Every person I told that I was on it thought I was crazy. I was so down. I had had it. I put this great black and white photograph up of myself, which I think made me stand out anyways. And I just right. put my name and my age. And I might have put photographer, but that's it. And because wow. I did something different than what everyone else was doing, I had men so intrigued, so, so, they just, they had to really think about that opening line to me. So there's a thing that men, it's called the maverick move. And this maverick move is no bio and it's employed by good looking men who think they're all that bag of chips. And they think that they are so great that they don't need to put a bio. I didn't know about the Maverick move, that it was an actual thing until I was doing it through trial and error. Wow. And I talk about this a lot with millennials and they are afraid. And they'll say to me, Carrie, I can't do this. I look in, like Bumble requires this and I'm setting myself up for failure. And you're going to hurt my cause. And everyone says they love to cook and love sports and whatever. Men don't read that. They just don't. They look at. So they're, they're, they don't give, not that they don't give a shit, but they don't give a shit in that, at that moment when they're swiping. Men fall in love with looks. That's what they fall in love with. And with- then personality. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they don't even care about the personality. No. <laughs> they definitely care about your personality and how you are. And they fall in love. But on the apps. They fall in love with all the quirky, crazy, outrageous things about you. Mm-hmm. That's what they fall in love with, the imperfections. Women right. fall in love with how they communicate with you, how they talk to you, how they treat you. Yeah. Text message. Yep. yep. That's so true. You should be a therapist. Did you Do you have a degree or something in this, like in therapy? <laughs> I went to my studio. They're like, I don't know what just happened here. But I was coming in for a headshot and I just had a spiritual awakening. Like I you No, know, like you're really like and I knew this is stuff you did, but I haven't like had this kind of conversation with you exactly. And that's like it's so interesting. So okay, so you're saying girls, you don't really need to put much on your bio. I had this one millennial, she's she's a doll, and she called me one day and she said to me, I've had it with this no bio. And I said to her, and I don't want to say her name, but I said to her, do you want to be like everyone else? Do you want to play to win? Or do you want to be like everyone else? No bio. And, and then she said, but they don't know anything about me. And I said, well, then they're going to have to ask, aren't they? If they want to know something about you, boom, take the time to ask you. Yep. That's so, well, actually you'd probably be pretty proud because my bio, I don't know if it's Hinge or J say, but again, I'm really confused. I don't really understand fully yet is literally you. Um, uh, I think the question like on Hinge or something you have to answer is 
you like a non-negotiable or you must support my love of, and I put Diet Coke, Chardonnay and Dave Portnoy. And that's literally the whole bio. Like <laughs> that's it. And that's it. I think that's a good bio because men love Dave Portnoy. They love him. He well, some him. don't, but oh, some do. Okay. <laughs> well, that's who you are. So you're not going to change who you are. Right. Right. I, right, I'm right. Like a mad I love the band fish. I'm a huge fish fan. My boyfriend takes me to fish. He doesn't like fish, but your David Portnoy would be my Trey Anastasio, the lead singer of Fish. I love right, that. right, <laughs> Is that exactly. Unique and not everyone likes that kind of jam band, but that wasn't going to change. I've been right, since high school. <laughs> Exactly. No, I love that. Wait, this is like, this is so enlightening about the bio and the photos. Oh my God. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm blown away because it's so, it's so true what you're saying. Like I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay. So I guess once you're on the apps and you have the bio, you have the photo and you swipe on the person and they swipe back. I, I, I don't know. All the apps work differently. Like what's a good opening line? Is it high? Is it something funny or does that mean you're trying too hard? Like what's a good opening line? Well, I just saw an article or live. I can't remember if it was an interview mm-hmm. of Melissa Hobley, who's rebranding OkCupid okay and she's doing a really good job. And she had some statistics that said, if you just put hey or hi, I think it was like seven, like it was, a, I think it was a really high number. It was probably... 80 or 90% chance of that person not writing you back. <laughs> That's literally the way I say hi. I Because I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> so there's a whole strategy with texting. But again, if you don't know the strategies that I teach, then and there's a reason why I have those strategies. And I have them about, tip, about the, building the perfect bio. And I have them for how to text and how to keep control. Mm-hmm and how to make them ch- chase you and how to, there's a whole science to it. Wow. And you've like done this with people, with client people you work with and like proven success. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's why. So without giving too much away, what would be one good example of like a, an opening line? You show your personality. Okay. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Have the confidence to put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. Be playful. Like, right. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People fall in love with, if you look at podcasters, people who are honest, people who are authentic. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Real. Really care. Right. Right. No, that's so true. Oh my God. I've so, I feel like I have so many questions and we're going to run out of time and have to do a part two. What about, okay. So am I selfishly asking these? I don't know. I think people will really be interested <laughs> in this. Yeah. But, but these are, this is like really good information for people. And I think so. Okay. So let's say you're chatting. How soon after you're on an app talking, should you switch to texting and or phone calling and or FaceTime? And then how soon after do you go on the first date? Like I had a guy the other day, like I think texting, I think messaging on the apps, I hate, I, I 
fucking hate it. Like I just text me or ask me out. Like, I want to know if I like you and let's get this over with kind of thing. Maybe I'm fucked up, but you know, so I had a guy the other day say, Hey, and I'm like, hi. And he's asking questions. He's like, can I just have your number? I said, absolutely. Gave him my number. He asked me out. And then I realized like, I don't actually think he's my jam. So I said, no, but I probably should have said yes. But I was like, quick. So what do you think? I think people get very thrown and bogged down over giving their phone number. People just want it to be easy. They don't want to deal with these apps. And Agreed. you can block someone so easily. Oh, yeah. I have no issue giving my phone number. <laughs> I, I never did either. And I never had any problems. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Find your address from your phone number? Is that even possible unless you're on the FBI? I mean, I have my name's outside of my building of my studio. <laughs> I know, and I'm like very open on Instagram. <laughs> so people make us mistakes all the time, or they make excuses and say, I can't, I have this or that. And you have to kind of get over yourself. Right, you have to get over yourself. Yeah, so 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 that sounds like, yeah, just start texting. And like, just like, not quicker the better, but maybe? This It's a fast game. And you got to play to win. And if the energy is moving fast, then go with it. Go with it. Like, don't push it away. Don't overthink it. Right. Right. Oh, my God. This is like, oh, this is so good. Okay. I know, like, we literally have to wrap up. And I'm, I think what we're going to do, if you're down with this, I want to do a part two strictly asking, like, questions from my followers and your followers. Excellent. Strictly asking questions on this topic. Because I wanted to share your background, but... Um, okay, but before we wrap up, I always do a rapid fire round at the end of just fun questions. So quick, you know, first thing that comes to mind, it has nothing to do with anything we just talked about, but I want to, I always want to do this. Okay. If you could have drinks with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Annie Leibovitz. Oh, duh. I could have guessed that now. <laughs> um, if someone, if there was a movie made about your life, who would play you? I think I would like Jennifer Lawrence. I love her. I think she's the best voice in Hollywood. I really do. And I think her attitude, yes. just, this is her soul, her authentic self. I love that. Yes. I like that. That's what I was saying. Her authenticity and her realness. Oh my God. I agree with you. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, you know, airplane right outside, wherever you are, where would you go? Nantucket. Mm, so you love Nantucket. I love Nantucket. It's, it's, oh. The mo- it's my it's the most beautiful place in the world. I have so many lovely friends there. When I go back, it's like going back to summer camp. It's just how fun. I can picture it. Like I can picture that that world. Like when you know everyone. Oh, I bet it's the best. It's really fun. That's awesome. What three things, not people or pets, but if you could only bring three items with you, what three items would you like not be able to leave your house without? Lip gloss. <laughs> I love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my camera. Mm-hmm. And my iPad, I think. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, last meal on earth, what would it be? <laughs> I've never thought of this before. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, probably pizza. Yeah, yeah. I'm like pizza or pasta, so I get it. Um, what would your top tip be for someone – when I say taking a great photo, I even mean just like someone, you know, snapping a photo of three friends, you know, when they're out one night, like what's your tip for like, I don't know, being your best, looking your best self in a photo. I think it's always a good thing to have a photograph of your girlfriends that shows that you're out 
not worrying about being with someone that you're busy with mm-hmm. friends living your most fabulous life. Got so, it. And ha- like just looking happy and just looking happy and just happy to be together. People can see that, that this is a true friendship in the picture. Yeah. I think. People can read eyes. Like you can see it, right? You can see if someone's miserable. I have or, so many tricks for, for you wouldn't even believe the things that I've been able to. Oh my God. I can't. We're going to have, we, we might have to do a part three as well, guys. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, well, my mentor, Jeff Lubin taught me this when I first opened my business mm-hmm. and I'm a pretty type A. My perfectionism is it's good, but it's also my, it, it holds me back. And mm-hmm. I think my father would say that. He's always like, move it. Stop being so <laughs> And I try to work on that. But when I was going to open my studio, I said, I'm not ready. I still have all this to do. I'm not there. And he said, if you wait to pull out onto the road of life and you're waiting for that light to turn green, you're going to miss your whole life and every opportunity. So you have to pull out when the light is yellow. I just got chills. That's a, that, I love that. That's helped a lot of people when I share that. I so it's saying ready. that like you need to go even when you're not necessary. Well, not that you're not ready, but like when it, when, like when you don't, yeah, I guess when you don't feel a hundred percent. The time is now. The time is now. Oh my God. I fucking love that. So this might be the same answer. What's the, what advice would you give to your younger self? Is it that? Um, I would say, I, I would say give yourself more credit. Mm-hmm. Give yourself more credit. You have, you have more than you think and you mm-hmm. don't deserve the things that have happened to me. And I wish I was stronger, but of course I had to go through all the things that I went through to help the people that I help. So I don't have any right. regrets. I, I love that. I don't have any regrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the point? I mean, look, you can, but then you're not going backwards, right? I wouldn't be the person I am today. I wouldn't have the empathy that I have for others. Right. And right. Uh, that, that's, that purpose to help others is probably going to be the most important thing I ever do in my life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So what, and again, this might be similar to the two things you just said, but what motto or quote do you try to live by every day? Is it live in the now, like the time is now? I would say I didn't come this far to come this far. That it's, mm. that there's days, believe me, it's a lot, you know, a podcast is a lot of work, mm-hmm. but I can't stop now. <laughs> right. Not, not stopping now, not giving up, but it's hard. There are days you, or maybe not you, but there are days I'm like, not that I want to necessarily give up the podcast, but there are just days where I am not inspired, not motivated. And it's like, but come on, got to keep going. <laughs> it's hard, especially I've noticed this was actually, so I launched my podcast, the same thing right before February 13th. So one yeah. year later from the first day of the swiping soiree. And then the pandemic came. And so all my episodes have been put out where loneliness has been so amplified Uh and people's pain and suffering. It's all you saw. Right. It was an interesting time to really put out my first season. I mean, really? That's crazy to think about. 
It, I mean, this, yeah, it's wild. And online dating apps, the people joining were up 40% and virtual dates went up 96%. What? Yeah. I don't know. I'm acting like I'm surprised. Like I know we've been in quarantine, but to hear those numbers, I mean, even like when I'm watching, this is so stupid, but when I'm watching Hulu, I've been rewatching the, the, whatever, 24, the, the show and their commercials for, um, I don't know what, what app it is, but they're basically showing like, you know, it's a cute little commercial of people online dating. And it's like, there's something sweet about it. It's really beautiful. And people are changing what their priorities are and what they're looking for. Because well, and you're getting to know someone without the physical component. I mean, without without sex being like a thing right then. In my, one of my episodes, I think it was called Love is, Hasn't Been Canceled. I, mm-hmm. I put up a statistic from, they did a large survey from a OkCupid. And I think it was less than 6%. We're going to wait till the pandemic was over to date. That everyone was getting busy dating, virtually dating, doing something they never, never did before because they were tired of being alone. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Like as terrible as the pandemic was and still is, there is like a, there is a silver lining, like not to be cheesy. I mean, there is this thing that has come out of it. I think is going to change dating forever. And there's something kind of sweet about that. There'll be lots of endings and hard endings. Yeah. There's going to be so many beautiful beginnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I like have chill. I like want to keep talking to you. So we, I want to keep going, but I know I was told I have to keep my episode under an hour, blah, blah, blah. So before we fully wrap up, although I'm 100% serious, uh, not blowing smoke, I actually want to do a part two and maybe a part three. So <laughs> before we end though, this one, tell everyone where they can follow you, find you everything. Well, the podcast is called shot, shot at love and mm-hmm. has the at sign instead of a, mm-hmm. On Instagram, yeah. it's shot at AT, not the um, at sign. Right. Podcast. So you can follow me there. But Carrie underscore Brett is where I usually am most present on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under Carrie Brett. And my my website is CarrieBrettLifestylePortraits.com. Amazing. So everyone needs to follow her. Follow Carrie. If you're in Boston, go get your photo, like hire you for photos, for all the things. Um, thank you so much. We're seriously going to do a part two. Awesome. Thanks. And there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Isn't Carrie wonderful and just such a breath of fresh air? Be sure to follow her. If you're in the Boston area, go get your photos taken by her. I'm jealous. I want to go get photos taken by her. Um, check out her podcast. It's really great. And yeah, I think we'll be doing a a second part to this. So uh, be sure to follow her. And as always, you can follow me everywhere at by Julie Lauren. Be sure to subscribe and rate and review hashtag no filter. If you haven't yet, I would appreciate it so much. As always, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back very soon. Bye-bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, 
our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Car Pro Show podcast is available on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify. I can't take my husband anywhere. He's constantly behaving like a five-year-old, snorting, joking, yapping with strangers. It's so embarrassing. But the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the Car Pro Show podcast. Here they are now on the Car Pro Show. He gets to hear Jerry and Kevin share all the latest and greatest news and information about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through CarPro.com, and certified CarPro Friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two-hour break from you-know-who ends. Save yourself. Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere. Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com.